This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Zoomer Report is brought to you by Shoppers Drug Mart. Your health made easier. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the zoo chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Oh, Charlie, how I love you, how I love you. My dear old Charlie, let me emphasize wow. old. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was impressed up until you got right to that point. Right until I got that, yeah. Uh, you were practicing. I was, in my mind, in my mind. Oh, I good. knew if I you know, had done that earlier in your presence, you would have muzzled me. Correct. Which uh, you oft are wont to do because here on the show. it's oft the appropriate thing to yes, do. Yes, and it's because I am the under-under-gardener, the sous-chef. Under, and under, I must under. Learn, I must learn to expect my superiors. Expect. I bow to Respect. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> you expect? said expect. expect. Oh, my. Well, I do expect you. Oh, uh, I was going to Man. Say. Uh, anyway, hey, folks, here we are on a Saturday. Gorgeous. Lunch. It looks like a great-looking day. It's a great it? weekend. Yes, indeed. Anybody who's got work to do outside, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I'm not emphasizing the word work, but just, gosh, I've Put got... Put around. Yeah, well, I've got composters to empty. I still haven't planted garlic, which I should have done, you no. know, a month ago. So I'll be doing that this weekend. Well, I spent four, maybe five hours yesterday raking leaves and mowing them oh, with my lawnmower. Mulch yeah, going mulching there, eh? them up. Put hey, them on the garden. Good. Okay. Gorgeous weather for it. I've been taking care of my little plant at home there. Yes. You know, uh, it's uh, it's coming along. It's not so little. It's looking great. Yeah, yeah. You're turning into quite the little budding horticulturist. <laughs> I emphasize little. Yes. I, I know what you and mean. budding. Five foot four, and she looks at me and says, <laughs> little budding. Anyway, i got to get phone numbers on sure. the air, all right? Uh, folks, you want to reach Charlie, ask her a question, or maybe give us some advice, too. We take that. Uh, and uh, She takes that. Uh, four <laughs> Four one six three six zero zero seven forty in Toronto, and then anywhere else in the province, my friends, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Call early, call often. One question per call. Don't try and sneak another one in there. I'll catch you. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, if you're a first-time caller, let James Patrick Dooley, who is uh, answering the phone there, uh, let him know. And uh, you shall be receiving some wind chimes as you come on the air. Yes, which is yeah. our form of welcome, welcoming wings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, a couple of update, up, upcoming events. Both of these things are happening tomorrow. Right, I've never heard this. You probably haven't either. Have you ever heard of fat plants? Fat plants? Yeah, or fat bottom plants. Oh, I've heard of fat bottoms. But <laughs> no, but fat bottom plants. Okay, so... Co- Why'd you give me an opening like that? <laughs> I knew oh. you'd like that. Okay, so the proper name, and I can't even pronounce this, 
caudiciform, caudiciform plants. They're also known as fat plants. I'll show you. I'll do. I'll okay. Google this for all you right. later. So that's a morphologic grouping of many totally unrelated plants that all have a fat stem or trunk or succulent roots that can be raised up in cultivation. So they are wonderful curiosities and are very popular among those plant collectors and growers that like odd or peculiar plants. That's why I thought you might know about this. You, you've I all, like odd plants. Odd yeah. and peculiar, that's you. Yeah. Uh, the, okay, so the Greater Toronto Bulb Society is meeting tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. at the Cummer Park Community Centre, 6000 Leslie Street. That's right, uh, Leslie and Cummer. Yeah. Mark Curtis is on the agenda and he's speaking about the joy of growing fat plants. Everyone is welcome, lots of free parking, and if you Google fat plants, you, you, they'll and, come up with that. Yeah, yeah, you'll see the image of okay. what some of the examples. There's some great ones. Okay. okay, also going on tomorrow at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, family event called Halloween Howl. Try out your costumes during an afternoon, and again, weather's totally working for this, mm-hmm. unlike next Friday when I don't think it's going to be quite so nice. But tomorrow, an afternoon of spooky scavenger hunts, tantalizing treats, and a lighthearted look at Halloween's creepy critters. <laughs> <laughs> Adult accompaniment and registration is required. That's tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. You can give them a call or you can register at www.torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Good. Good. Okay. Will that hold for now? Or, That'll uh, hold for now. And and I do want to talk about, remember I told you I went to Prince Edward County last weekend. Right. I just, I brought in some apples mm-hmm. and we're going to crunch into those apples. And oh, yeah. Shout out to my, counter, to my right? friends, the Campbells yeah. at Campbell's Orchard. And uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, very nice time. All right. We're going to be back in just a couple of moments to answer the phones there, or at least James will, and uh, Charlie will address those questions you've got. And of course, anything on the lighter side, you can direct my way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or a favorite little greeting. You can, you know, tell me to motor off if you like. Um, okay, I better get motoring myself here. The... Um, the lines are open. Yeah. Right. Oh, we have a little break here. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, we, oh, we do. No, you know, I'm getting the I'm getting the sign from James in the next room. Do your exercises. I know what that all means. Yes. Say, oh, oh, and I got to tell you, this last couple of weeks, folks, you know, I've been going through a bit of stress and yep. tension. Mm-hmm. My back was killing me. Oh, I even went to have a massage last Good. Monday. Yeah. Our massage and. Tannis was the hmm. lady who gave me, boy, was she Big good. Swedish woman. Strong. Who, yeah. Oh, she had thumbs the size of my arm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I remember what you said about the new spray version oh, of right. uh, Sierra Sil. I used it the last three nights, oh, and right, it is some. amazing. It does? I, I, I kid you not. Oh, good. I'm going to charge Sierra Sil for my endorsement of their product. I, I, I think, think you I, should. Yeah, really, but honest to God, it so is So it's a amazing. topical spray. You yeah. sprayed it where you were sore. Yeah, right, right on right the... Along, mu- and it's for muscle pain or joint pain, or well, it works it, on any pain. Jeez, it seemed to work. This, mostly this is, I think, mine yeah. is muscle pain. It's just tension, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it worked. Wow. It, it worked. I, Boy, I, I highly recommend it. Okay, yeah, no, I've certainly heard good things about the Sierra Sil topical spray. Yep. It's a pain, instant pain relief, but I think I think it's more marketed as a joint thing, but you oh, found boy. it worked on muscles yes, too. Yes, indeed. Um, sometimes people use this on their pets, old, some, oh, I don't have to be old necessarily. Thank but, you, there you go back to that again. <laughs> but, you know, many people's cats and dogs, Jeez. they get old, sorry, I'm now going to start Charlie's giving the thumbs up <laughs> That's you, you get me. James Patrick Dooley, he liked that. So, um, yeah, yeah the... the 
pain that is associated often with age. Elderly people. Okay, go ahead. And pets means they can often have trouble getting up and down stairs and jumping up onto things. Actually, I should try it on my cat. My cat's having trouble jumping. (laughs) So you spray it on and they, uh, yeah, they do a lot better. So for more information, Sierra Sill, check their website. Give them a call, 1-877-JOINT-14. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the old sous chef of the garden, uh, (laughs) bidding welcome to Laura, calling in from Eris. Hi, Laura. Hey, Frank. That joke you told last Saturday was hilarious. What the heck was that About one? About the guy putting the cat out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I nearly split my sides last. Oh, that. good. Well, I got another good one a little later on this afternoon for you. Well, I'll be listening. But four golfers. You'll like yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> What's on tap? What's happening? Oh, uh, my clematis. Okay. Uh, I asked Charlie about that. Yep, go ahead. Uh, yes. Um, I think it's an Elsa Spath. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, Elsa Spath. Yep, yep. Spath? Yep. Oh, sorry about that. No um, it didn't bloom for years, but it did this year. I had about 16 blooms on it, or nice. 17. Mm-hmm. And it didn't bloom in the spring, but it bloomed in August and September. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about the, um, to trim it. Okay, so, um, okay, as I recall, now I'm going to just double check this. There are many, many varieties of clematis, or clematis. Some bloom in the spring. Some bloom in the summer and some bloom in the fall. So the time we trim is very much um, de- determined by when they actually bloom. And I, I was thinking, I'm going to have to just double check, but I was thinking that Elsa's bath was a, what they call a summer flowering cl- clematis, which means you would do your trimming in the early spring yeah, when everything's all toasty and brown, like leave the plant alone all winter. Do not touch it now. Leave it alone. Let it stay where it is. In the spring, as the new growth is just starting, it's like little furry buds are just starting to show up. The birds are singing, but, it, you know, it's still early spring. You go out there and you cut the plant down so it's about one foot tall above ground. Mm-hmm. So every every stem uh, uh, is is trimmed to the one foot level and at that point you uh let at that point you just leave it alone and it grows up and you then have flowers eh, in july or june yeah yeah well mine like i say mine bloomed in august and september this year and it didn't bloom for years i've had it for i don't know over 10 years Hmm. and i think it only bloomed once before and this year it did bloom finally yeah. So, well, that who knows why that is exactly. I mean, I'm just showing Frank some pictures. See how pretty this plant oh, is. Oh my gosh, is it ever? Yeah, yeah. it's Beautiful. a lovely shade of blue. Is it always a kind of that purple yeah. shade yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's lovely. So, um, why they don't bloom? There's you know a couple of important things we need to remember when we plant clematis: good quality, well drained soil. Uh, sunny, like we like, we always say clematis likes to grow up into the sun. So head in the sun, feet in the shade. So we sh- make sure the roots are, are mm. shaded by something planted in front of the base yeah. of the plant. Yeah. So it just keeps the plant a little cooler at the base. And obviously fertilize in the spring, leave it alone the rest of the time, and it, it should be fine. You know, and if it doesn't bloom right away, don't worry. That Whenever we plant clematis, it always takes, I find, three to four years just to get established. It's all about putting down the roots and getting happy before you'll ever see flowers. 
Okay. Okay. Thank so you. now that it's started to flower, you know, be happy and, and it will probably continue to, to flower beautifully. They were beautiful flowers when they did come out. Yeah. Thanks, Good. Charlie. Okay. Thanks for your call. Thanks, uh, Laura. Nice to talk to you again from Eris. Here often from uh, Laura. She sends me little stories and calls yeah. me up and asks for certain tunes, what have you. So what did you say? What was that she almost died laughing last weekend? What was oh, that I see we have a caller coming up from Sunderland. Remember I got all wound up trying to describe how it's Nancy, and I don't know if it's the same caller from Sunderland, but it was a, a person from Sunderland last week. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yes, I used to drive through Sunderland on the way to Lindsay, and then I was about, and I got going around in circles. Yes. And I got, it's like I went into one of those subdivisions yes. that, you know, we went in an endless and it was Nancy. She's been on line uh, all week waiting well, for us, probably. we're going to be talking to her next, and I'm going to make the intro very short and sweet. <laughs> I won't get caught again. Good idea. Okay, so you are listening to The Garden Show here on AM740 with Charlie Dobbin and yours truly, Frank Proctor. Let me repeat those phone numbers in case you haven't got them down. In Toronto, 416-360-0740, and anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. First voice you will hear will be that of James Patrick Dooley, you just give him your name and uh, kind of what's uh, what's on your mind, and we'll be along to Charlie with with the solution, mm, right? Best okay. I can. All righty, back after these words. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM seven forty. And uh, we have Charlie standing by to take a call from Nancy in Sunderland. There, short and sweet. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi. Good morning, Nancy. It's me again. Yes, yes. welcome back. <laughs> uh, you mentioned first-time callers don't call back, so I thought, oh, I have to call back. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, my question is, my husband, he put strawberries in, in the pots, the ones that bloom all summer long. Uh-huh. And he was just wondering if he has to bring them inside or he can leave them outside for the winter. Be a bad idea to bring them in. However, leaving them out in the pot above ground, they are likely to die. So two options. One is leave them in the pot and then just bury the pots in wherever you've got some open garden space for the winter. Mm-hmm. In the spring, you'll just pull the pots back up and wash them off and stick them, you know, hang them back up and they'll grow again. Or, if you like, you can actually plant those strawberries into the, into the garden, in the ground, in a nice sunny location, and let them just grow for the future. Hey. Oh, okay. okay. That sounds pretty But, simple. yeah, do not bring them in. These are plants that want a, a dormant period, and if you bring them in the house, they will not uh, be dormant, and they will just get all mildewy and moldy and turn to mush before your very eyes. All right. Okay. And there's just another comment I wanted to make. Um, my, a friend of mine at the cottage planted impatience mm-hmm. in uh, planter boxes yep. and they lasted the whole summer she took them out in she ripped them out in uh, thanksgiving weekend but were they they were likely the new guinea impatience or the nope, sunshine nope. the ones that that are having the mold oh, wow. okay the downy mildew yeah so i'm surprised she got she got a hold of any did i she, know <laughs> she grew them herself maybe or found some in the store Yep, she got them in Bob Cajun, mm-hmm. and they're... In planter boxes, you're more likely to, you know, avoid... You see, if the stock that you buy, you know, regular impatience plants, mm-hmm. are clean and disease-free, and you put them into either ground or pots with clean and disease-free soil, 
there's no reason in the world why they'll collapse. But for most of us, like, you know, 95% of us, the mm-hmm. plants we were buying looked fine, but actually were harboring that mildew and eventually did collapse in our gardens and our pots within six weeks of planting them. Well, that's a very positive note for you to pass along. There, yeah, right? so that's great that hers, hers made it. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I said, like, why did you buy these? They're not going to last. <laughs> and here they lasted the whole summer. That's well, great. Good so much have... for you giving advice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nancy. Thanks, Thank you. Nancy. Oh, okay, have a great day, and you thanks too. for joining us here at AM740 Zoomer Radio, broadcasting mm-hmm. live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And hello to Eva D. Uh, she's going to be oh, out at the Zoomer, Zoomer Show at the Direct Energy Center, uh, and that's on this uh, today and tomorrow. Right. And Neil, uh, mm-hmm. our, our morning guy, yes. Neil Headley, is going to be out, uh, and uh, he'll be calling in some reports of for my you show. later. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to uh, say hi now to Elaine from. Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Tarana. Well, and good morning. Good morning, Elaine. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. Actually, I'm calling for my husband. I know you hear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's too shy to call. Yeah, I was going to oh. say. Uh, that's... But he's the garlic grower in the family, and mm-hmm. um, the grandkids love it. We all love it. Mm-hmm. He planted it, mm-hmm. and it's already sprouting. It's about an inch, an inch and a half tall. Mm. So... Uh, do we, does it need to be covered over the winter months now since it's been sprouting? Oh, it's because it's been so warm, I guess. Uh, what you'll find, no, it, you could, if you wanted to, pile some leaves over top of that soil where it's sprouting. But leaves what's going to... Or straw. Someone told us straw. Straw or leaves, anything that's going to trap air. Okay. Uh, so, you know, leaves, are, like I say, or straw, of course, has is hollow and it traps air as well. So just something like that. But what you're going to find is those little tips are likely, those green tips that are up right now, are likely to die back in the extreme cold. That won't happen until January or February. But more will start popping up next spring because that's what you want. You want the growth in the spring. So it's not going to kill the... Uh, no. The, the, uh, the leaves. Now, uh, if we cover it, when should we cover it? Before... Uh before it freezes? Yeah, wait till it gets a little colder, though. I mean, garlic is a tough plant, so it will withstand uh, some frost. Okay. But the idea is we, in Toronto and in the sort of GTA and south of here, we never have, we can never guarantee that we've got two feet of snow all winter right. insulating and, and providing that sort of air insulation around our plants. And that's where the leaves or the straw comes in. So okay. that's why we're just... Uh, wait, wait, and probably a full month, um, though it is going to get cooler next week, I understand. But I'd wait, you know, several weeks, maybe a month before you mulch the garlic with either straw or leaves or something just to give okay, a little insulation. And when do we remove the covering? In the spring, as soon as uh, everything starts to thaw and the snow is gone and the birds are singing and the sun is shining, you'll move the mulch away. Okay, and if we don't cover it all, what would happen if we just leave it without a mulching? Well, like I said, if you just left it alone, the green tips that you're seeing above ground now are likely to get frosted off, uh-huh. but that will not kill the bulb. The bulb oh. will stay alive below ground, and different shoots will pop up next spring. Oh, okay. That's okay. great. Good stuff. Thank, thank you so much for your help. Okay, Elaine, thank you for give, getting us uh, a ring here on the on the Garden Show. <clears throat> you know, that was about uh, garlic. Did I ever tell you about the time that this is many years ago when I was Di and I were living in, in Goodwood. Mm-hmm. She uh, directed all over the country, and she was out in, I believe it was Edmonton, and I was at home, and I love garlic uh, and butter and on, on spaghetti. I know you've told us. Your and, favorite meal in the oh whole world. Oh, my God, it yes. is. And, and, but I, I didn't know how many buds or whatever, the cloves. Cloves. I crunched, I think, about eight <laughs> into this thing. Good thing you were I alone. made myself so sick. 
And oh, how can you be so sick? Oh, it just permeated my uh, body. I, like but I you had to go to work the next. Oh. Yeah, uh, probably. But, <laughs> but I was healthy for the rest of the guys. Stayed away from I, you. I was doing a morning show, and they didn't want to come in the studio. It was oh, jeez, Proctor, you reek. Your pores. <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's get to. Uh, let me see. <laughs> yes, here. garlic is good, but not in quantities that causes others to That's be right. in That's distress. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a first-time caller on the line. Nice. Hello, Sandy and Welland. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Excellent. Good. I'm calling about my irises. Um, I've had, um, and my my, uh, daffodils. Like Mm -hmm. last year, last spring, Mm -hmm. I hardly got any uh, flowers on them. Like my irises always had a lot of shoots on them, and I had only maybe about three shoots on them. Okay, well, when irises stop blooming, as they have been good bloomers in the past, but every three to four years, you have to lift all your irises, separate, dig and divide, as they say. Yeah, divide and conquer. So dig and divide because... Irises will always get way too dense within the planting and stop flowering as a result. Okay. Okay, so that's a digging fork. Uh, Best time to do it is August. In under the tubers, up out of the ground, slice them apart, either spread them around other places in your garden, give them to your friends, you know, put them at the end of the driveway, free to a good home, whatever, but back into the soil, well-drained, sunny locations. Oh, okay. Okay. I did, uh, this year, I, like, you know, I did dig them up, but that was only, like, maybe about three, four weeks ago. Okay. That's and okay. I put um, uh, mulch on it and um, fertilizer, like the sheep manure. Yep. Yeah, and I buried them. All right. So, and what, I should have asked what kind of irises these are. These are the ones with the um, very thick root, uh, either dwarf or tall bearded irises, flat uh, leaves. I don't know what you would call tall beard. They're... They're tall irises, yeah. Okay. yeah. They and have the tubul- tubular root. Yeah, and the leaves are flat. Yeah, the yeah. leaves are flat. And, like, and then they kept on, like, they were, like, actually coming up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was numerous of them, like, tons of them. Right, so that tells you that it's time to divide, you know, dig and divide. Because when there's so many of them that they're popping right out of the ground, all that, con- that overcrowding means for your flowers. So oh, okay. when you replanted them, just make sure that the rhizomes, those, that's what those brown roots are called, yeah. were actually just just at or below the surface. We don't dig them, we don't plant them way down deep. The top of the rhizome should be just below the surface of the soil. Okay. okay. I, I, I just thought maybe it was because like, we had a real cold winter. Yeah, that wouldn't have affected the irises. It's the, it's the overcrowding likely that caused. And also making sure that they're in a minimum of six hours of sun. Lots of sun is important. Yeah, they, they've got that. Yeah. yeah. But like even my daffodils, like they didn't bloom and hardly any bloomed last year. Now, could be that the da- and these are daffodils that have been there for years and years? No, I just planted them a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So probably what's going on there is that when you first plant daffodils, you know, we go out and we buy them and they're good quality, big, fat, juicy bulbs. Say we buy 10 bulbs. We plant 10 bulbs, we get 10 flowers. But each bulb produces multi-daughters. We call them daughters, not sons. They're daughter plants off of the mother. So now you've got a lot more greenery, but... But still, those same ten flowers, because those little baby bulbs have to be reach maturity before they're going to flower. Oh, 
So mm-hmm. it's a, it, it, it is a multi-year process. Once once they start to naturalize and get established, you won't notice. Like suddenly, you'll have so many flowers, you won't notice that there's so much greenery. But that is the process. That it's it starts with those big, fat, juicy bulbs, and then two to three years later, all those little daughters start to produce flowers as well. Well, that's oh, great. Okay, that's good okay. to know. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Just and remember again, well-drained soil, lots of sun. Feed your daffodils after they flower. So that's you know back in May or June. And of course, same with the irises. That every everything should be fed in uh, May or June. Okay, and how do you feed them? With, with an all-purpose uh, food, you know, mm-hmm. garden food, uh, flowering plant flu- food, or in your case, like you said, you're using manure and compost. That's mm-hmm. all a form of uh, food as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, sounds good. Hey, good. Uh, first-time caller, Sandy, Thanks, don't Sandy. be a stranger. You know how to do it now, <laughs> and you're, you're always welcome here, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And let's see, what's our time here? 9.35 on a Saturday morning as we go to um, Tower Oh, just around the corner here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Cheryl is on the line. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Morning. Hi, um, I've got a problem. Um, many years ago, I bought this tiny little fall clematis. Mm-hmm. I was talked into it at a, at a plant sale. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, it had these tiny, tiny white blooms, and it was like white clouds or snowdrifts. Yeah, or so- they were lightly scented, but... They kept pulling down the arbor. It was so heavy. Oh, my. So this spring, my son built me one for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. The clematis didn't show up. Oh, no. Oh, um, I have no idea what it is, oh. where to get it, but I really want to buy another it back. one quickly. Uh, well... Quickly, it's uh, getting a bit late to find these things. But what you're looking for is a clematis. There's several fall blooming ones. The one that's just coming to my brain right now is one called I believe it's called Autumn Glory. Here, I just have a computer in front of me. Tiny, tiny white blossoms yeah. with scent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Sweet Autumn Glory clematis. It is called Sweet Autumn Glory because it's fast growing, up to thirty feet long at maturity. Thirty yep. feet. Yeah. Yeah. Good heavens. Oh yeah, they get. That's wow. why you need the strong arbor that uh, Cheryl's now got. Yeah. Um, yes, but now I don't have the clematis. <laughs> I know, but you can you can get find it. It's not a super hard plant to find. So where are you in Toronto? Um, North York, but I, I can drive anywhere. I'm willing to order on online if I have to. I wouldn't wait for an online. If you can no. get it, buy it, and plant it today, you'd be better. So you've got Sheridan's up in Unionville, or a Sheridan's down at Young and Lawrence. You've got Plant World, Eglinton. I tried there. Oh, you tried there. Not a clematis in the store left. Mm, yeah, I know. That's the thing about most clematis is uh, for sale and sold out in the spring. Though the fall clematis is one that there's never a huge inventory of because nobody thinks about it until September. And by that time, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't buying and planting when they should be. Um, let me think. Angelo's Garden Center. Oh, they're very close to me. Highway 7 and Keel might be worth giving them a call. Uh, okay. Terra Greenhouses, there's one of those in Vaughan. Oh, yes. Give them a call. So, yeah, so what you're looking for, like I said, it's called um, Autumn Glory or Sweet Autumn Glory Clematis. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. And actually, that reminds me, our first caller was Laura. 
Uh-huh. And she was asking about Elsa Spath, and I just wanted to confirm right. Elsa Spath is a summer-blooming clematis. Okay. So the care I indicated was correct. Very good. I just have word from James that uh, Neil Headley, our music director, and uh, as well uh, part of the Happy Gang is online. Uh, does he want to do a report now from the Zoomer show? No, he well, has. Look. Huh? There. Oh, question for... <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, well, we'll put him on because, he, you know, he's sort of our boss. Right? I guess. <clears throat> well, jump to the front of the queue, yeah, right? there you there go. Mabel, we're going to get to you right after we get to (laughs) Neil, who sort of pulled rank here, the little son of a gun. He would wish he was here to have some of these apples, I I want to tell you. Hey, good morning, Neil. Well, now I feel really guilty for every call. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good morning, Neil. (laughs) Well, good morning. Do I get the first-time caller? Oh, Oh, gosh. Bring up those chimes, James. James. The old chimes. Here we go. Oh, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, okay, so Charlie uh, told me I should call with this question because here's what I did. Back in May, I planted uh, boxwood in my backyard uh, next to a chain-link fence because our dogs find the neighbor dogs far too interesting, and so I thought boxwood would be a nice way to at least give some visual separation between the two mm-hmm. uh, and make them less inclined to rush over to the fence and try to dig toward each other. <laughs> Um, I did what the person at the big box store where I got them told me I should do and plant them two and a half feet apart. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't look to me like they've grown all that much since May. And now that we're heading into the fall slash winter, I'm trying to figure out what I should be doing with these now to give them the best start at the beginning of next year. Okay, so tell me, do they look green and uh, healthy? They do look green and healthy. They just don't look any bigger. Okay, so this is a, actually a perfect question because this is a, what you're experiencing is something often is experienced by other gardeners who have spent a bunch of money, planted a bunch of plants in the spring, and now six months later going, they look the same. But I, my answer to that is excellent. That's exactly what this, it's supposed to be going on. You don't want to see a lot of top growth in the first season in the garden. You want all the energy of, of the plant to go below ground into roots as part of the establishment and getting established in your garden so that it's ready for the upcoming winter and it's in good condition to be jumping into spring when it arrives. Oh, so I've done everything okay so Yes, far. you have. So, <laughs> How Neil, unusual. Neil, here's one more thing, though. And again, this is a good time to bring this up. Everybody who has evergreens, particularly broad-leafed evergreens like boxwood, do not put your hoses away. Do not turn off the water until we're in a position to know that it, winter is really here. Because you've got to make sure there's lots and lots of moisture in the soil for those boxwood before we get into a frozen ground situation, before the ground freezes. So I don't need to wrap them or do anything like that with them, though, do I? I just let them sit there? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of wrapping. I think more damage is done by wrapping than not wrapping. The most important thing is to ensure you've got lots and lots of moisture in the ground, and that's the best thing you can do to prepare those plants to be ready in the spring. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks, and I appreciate the um, the shame and stuff for jumping the line. <laughs> Well, I thought you were going to do a report, maybe, you see. That's How's what I thought. Are you, are you at the Zoomer show, I assume? I'm there starting at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, he is there right so now. So you're not there yet. Yeah. I saw right. Eva this morning just as she was heading out. Yeah, grabbing coffee. So I'll look forward to your calls this afternoon, uh, Neil, okay? Absolutely, hey. my friend. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for your call, Thanks, Neil. Thanks, 
a heck of a nice guy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, no, it's true. I did but, see Neil yeah. on Monday. Did you? And yeah. uh, he said he was trying to get it called yeah, yeah. through last Saturday, and he just kept getting busy signals. <laughs> and I said, Neil, you know, you can use – there's another line you can use. Right. So that's what happened. That's well, he, why he, he called, did that. <laughs> he called on the private line. Yeah. <laughs> that's Well, that's pulled. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. It's all good. I want to apologize to Mabel, who is the first-time caller waiting on the line, and we'll be back to talk to her in just a moment. First of all, may I start this, please? Uh, Most my, certainly, Normally, I would go to my exercise mode. I'd even do knee bends. I sometimes run around the studio. It's the finger push-ups I like. put my outfit on, my <laughs> spandex outfit, and become Sierra Silman. But no, no. Uh, today, my friends, I want to really, and I'm not kidding about this, I want to highly recommend Sierra Sil's Topical spray. Seven of the world's finest pain-reducing ingredients are included. Um, indicated for a fast relief of muscle and soreness and joint pain. That's where I found it to be most yeah. beneficial muscle. for me. Yeah, it's just a little tube, you know. Yeah. That's a spray. spritzy thing. Yeah, yeah. spritzy thing. And. Uh, but you know what? You know what they are? Because you said you it smelled like pine. I felt I felt like I fell out of a pine tree. <laughs> I, 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 and I said, well, maybe that's why it helped you because it actually relaxed oh, you that man. idea of falling out of a pine tree. Yep. But it says here that the ingredients are camphor oil, mm-hmm. eucalyptus oil, aloe vera oil, peppermint oil, rosemary oil, lemon oil, orange oil, as well as Sierra Sil minerals and. There's no preservatives or any of that. It is. It is. There actually isn't pine, but all that peppermint and everything. Yeah, I thought I'd I'd become a little pine cone. But (laughs) honest to God, it is. Folks, give it a try. You will not like me. I have a lot of tension in my back lately, so this relieved it. It really did. Slept like a baby, did you? Well... Yeah, yeah, I did, Mom. <laughs> like a little lamb. A little lamb. Right. Okay. Good to hear. So, so more information. Sierra yeah. Sill, give them a call. Yeah. 1-877-JOINT-14. Or? Call them. Or, or, or check them on the web. Yes. SierraSill.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And, Charlie, we have another first-time caller on the line, and my apologies for making you hold on a little bit longer than that. Uh, first-time caller from Onondaga. Oh, and we've just got a picture of uh, uh, the Onondaga camp But hold on. We're con- yeah. yeah, we're confused, oh, so a, we, we okay. need to find more. I think you're, you're in Brant County, aren't you, uh, Mabel? Mabel? Yes, I am. Oh, good. Let's good ring morning. the chimes one more time. Uh, there they and are. Welcome. Okay. From uh, Brant County. There yeah. she is. Mabel, what do you got for us? Well, I picked up this summer a gardenia standard. It was uh, late in the season, so I babied it along, and it looked pretty healthy. I just wondered what uh, maintenance I should carry out through the winter to keep it uh, in a good, healthy state for next year. So have you got that plant inside right now, or is it outside? Yes, I, I've moved it in we, because we've had some heavy frost. Okay, good. Now, Frank yes. had this plant a number of years ago. Oh. Very fragrant, yeah. br- dark green, shiny leaves. Mm-hmm. 
actually not an easy plant to really truly have it thrive indoors. But super thanks for f- giving that to me. Well, no, it's no, it's very. It isn't an easy plant, and but very very fragrant mm-hmm. when it flowers. Those white flowers, you know, the lustrous petals. Yeah. It's just they're gorgeous and they're super fragrant. Now, uh, the, if, imagine, Mabel, does it have buds on it right now? This plant, yes, it does. It and, had buds all summer. Okay, and you, some of them have opened along the way, and you've yes, enjoyed the flowers. A few, but and, I have lost some. Yes, because <laughs> what this plant tends to do is drop its buds before they open. It does. So your challenge is to provide the following. It needs a bright spot in your home. It does not need to be in direct sunlight, but it does need to be in a bright location. Yes. So if it's a southern window or a western window, it can be a few feet away from the window, but nice bright location. No drafts, no hot air off the furnace, no cold air off the front door or the windows, no drafts. It wants just steady room temperature, no radical changes there. The other thing you can do and need to do is think about humidity. This plant loves high humidity, much higher than our regular homes have in the wintertime. Right. So for sure, I would get something like, man, it might be like a cookie sheet or that size or bigger layer of gravel in the bottom of a tray, you know, one mm-hmm. inch layer of gravel, plant pot sitting on top of the gravel and water constantly being fed into this tray so that moisture is constantly evaporating around the plant. Very good. Also spritz. If you've got a little spritzer or mister, a couple of times a day, give it a little spritz, turn it, remember 180 degrees every once a week or whatever, just to make sure it doesn't get all unbalanced in its growth. And uh, um, you could consider fertilizing with a half-strength fertilizer. Just a, actually, what you the best fertilizer you want is fertilizer for flowering plants, but an acidic plant. So it'll be an azalea food or rhododendron food, yeah. one of those kinds of fertilizers. Yep, and it'll say right on it that it's good for gardenias. Follow the instructions, but double the water as opposed or half the strength of the fertilizer, and that will also help to to maintain its leaves and produce more buds. And some will open inside, so that's the best thing. Very good. Okay, and. Uh, I don't live right near the Onondaga camp. It's in the opposite end of the county from where I am. I'm, a, I'm between Brantford and Caledonia uh, down along the Grand River. Oh, nice. Man, we just had a peek at the Onondaga camp, and it it's looks gorgeous. It's a phenomenal gorgeous. place. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, can I go back to yeah. what I had there before, Charlie, please? Oh, you the uh, weather? Yes. I, I wanted to be, Mabel, because Neil Headley used the private line to butt in, <laughs> uh, I want to give you the forecast for Onondaga. Uh, currently, it is uh, 12 degrees in Onondaga. It feels like 10. And this afternoon, you're going to get up to a high of 15 degrees. It'll feel like 13. And then tonight... Uh, 12 degrees, and then in the overnight period, it's going to go down to about 7 degrees, but it'll feel like 3. So bundle up, okay? Well, yeah, but that's warmer than it's been. Yeah, Yeah, there is no frost in this forecast at all when you look at the next week. And maybe we'll get the remainder of our soybeans off. There you go. go. A little dry weather will help. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for calling. Thanks for your call. Don't be a stranger. First time caller. I love that. Keep on calling. Here it is at 9.50. We have to take a little break here. Just before uh, we go, yes. Well, okay. Yes. We, yeah, you're right. Why? You want to direct the show? Go ahead. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> I'm trying to usurper show. Yep, yep, no, yep. I'm not. I'm, I'm only helping. You're right. No, no. Go, go for okay. a break. Okay. I'll, I'll fill before in my we, info before later. Before we get sidetracked, <laughs> let's take a little break on the show, and then you and I can Who mend sidetracks the us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Before we get sidetracked, <laughs> we get mm. sidetracked. We'll be back in just a moment. 
don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And on the under, under, under gardener. You uh, went down uh, another under. Yeah, she put me, she, <laughs> she has demoted me. So before we take another call, you want to say hi to somebody Thank here. you very much. I actually wanted to mention that I brought apples for everybody today. Yes. Yeah. Honey crisp apples. Ooh. You may not be familiar with this variety. It's it's not that new. It's about ten years mm-hmm. in production. Sweet, crispy, delicious. Oh, nice for baking. Nice for for eating. Yeah, I bought them. I didn't pick them myself. It was pouring rain when I was out in uh, uh, Prince Edward County last weekend. Yeah. But I was visiting Campbell's Orchards. Mm-hmm. Now, Campbell's is run by Colin and Diane, lovely couple. Actually, I went to school with Colin and, and actually Diane as well. No, but he's Colin, probably an old fellow now, right? Uh, no, he's a young, spry oh, thing. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, he, um, he was studying agriculture economics, and I was studying horticulture. And uh, we've obviously learned that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they were in Campbell's Orchard. And it's if you're you're going out to Lake of the Mountain, you yes, mentioned tomorrow. Yep. So if you're on Rednersville Road, mm-hmm. which you might not be, you might be coming down the other way. But if you are going back up through Belleville at all, stop in at Campbell's Orchard. They, they've got all great baked goods, like, oh, delicious. Mm. You know, crisps and pies and, and muffins and all that sort of thing. They are right on Rednersville Road in, in Carrying Place, it's called. So, yeah, good big hi to them and love the apples. And it was always nice seeing them. And we did enjoy seeing them last weekend. Great stuff, Charlie. Yeah. Hi to the Gambles. Yep. Well, let's say hi to Cliff, mm-hmm. who's on the line from Welland. And good morning to you, Cliff. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, how are you doing? Great. Uh, I put in a couple of uh, plum trees last summer. Mm-hmm. And this summer, I seem to have four new trunks coming up next to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming right up from the base. Right. And those are called suckers. Okay. I asked somebody, and they said if they're coming from the base, they're not suckers, only if they're coming out the side or something. Oh, no. Well, okay, so plums are typically always grafted, so they're not necessarily, they're usually not growing on their own roots. They could be growing on the roots of another plum tree, but they are unlikely to be growing on their own roots. So what you do is where those extra little stems are coming up, if they're coming from below ground... Yeah, they are. ...you follow down. You have a little trowel and a pair of gloves, and you move the soil aside and you follow down to see where they're coming from. Right. Bottom line, you you follow to the point where they're coming off the trunk or off the root, doesn't matter where they're coming from, and you break them off. Do not cut, but break. Okay. And if you cut, you'll get two more stems. If you break, you will stop that growth. Okay. Okay, and that's what you want. You want you do not want suckers to grow from the base of any of our trees, uh, because before you know it, your tree is now a bush. And if the these suckers are coming from the root, you will lose the variety that you bought, and you'll be growing what the rootstock was. And typically, that's not a particularly good uh, variety to grow. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So follow down, break off. Okay, great. Okay, right. Cliff, thank you. Uh, okay, thanks. Thank thanks you very much. Yeah. Um, Charlie, we have uh, roughly three minutes left. Well, uh, can we take uh, sure. Joan's call? Because sure. it has to do with elephant ear plants, and, and I you... just love the sound of that. I know they're right. huge leaves. Okay. So, Joan, you're on the, on the air here at AM740 <laughs> with Charlie Dobbin. Thank you so much. How are you people doing today? Hey, great. Excellent. Thank you. Good. Listen, uh, my son and I, we bought the elephant ear bulbs. They're huge, but as big as a baseball, as you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I planted them in the garden. Um, I planted one in the garden, and it did absolutely nothing until I don't know when. 
The others I put into pots and they grew fabulous. I mean, they're huge at the moment. I thought, can I bring them in the house for the winter or what? <clears throat> well, you know what? You have to bring them in the house if you want them to survive. Okay. However, you must allow them to go dormant. Oh. Elephant ears are similar to canna lilies or calla lilies uh, in the sense that they are tropical bulbs. They will last for years and years and years. Dahlias are the same. Gloxinia. Uh, there's quite a number of lovely plants that we love to have outside during the season, but they will not survive left outdoors, but they also need to go dormant for a period. Oh, so no, I do have them in the house in the pots, I, you know. Okay, so I would take those pots back outside, Yeah. let them get hit by a little bit of frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they've been frosted, the leaves will turn black, the whole thing will collapse. Mm-hmm. At that point, you will remove all the mushy foliage that has mm-hmm. now dropped after the frost. Mm-hmm. You can leave the tubers in the pots. Okay. All you need to do at that point is bring those pots with the now... It looked like empty pots, but of course the tubers are still down in there under the soil. Mm-hmm. And take the whole pot. You could, as long as you're in a cool... Uh, frost-free location. So sometimes a, a shed can work, a garage can work, a basement yeah. can work. Mm-hmm. Dark, cool, uh, frost-free. Well, I have to tell you something rather funny that happened. The ones I planted in the pot, I thought, oh my gosh, they're doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I've got some potatoes here. They've got eyes on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I planted the potatoes in with the elephant ears. And then all of a sudden, I've got potatoes and elephant ears grown in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Potatoes were fabulous, mind you. Probably wind up with potatoes with big trunks. Oh, no, 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 no. They have nice baby potatoes. They're beautiful. But I take the plants we, and put them back outside again. Yep, get them outside. Sorry, Joan. Thanks, we Joan. have to hurry along here. Right. Uh, we're at the end of the show. That's great. Love. And, uh, potatoes and Dave's elephant Corner Garage ears. guys, they've got a whole I, studio full of people, I know, for God's gonna, sake. They're going to be. We uh, need a traffic yeah, cop to get exactly. out of here. I think. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Frank. You're always the best. And James Patrick Dooley couldn't do it without him. Best callers ever. You got it. All across the the country. Always happy to hear good questions and good comments. So keep it coming, and we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at nine on Zoomer Radio, the new AM seven forty. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.